Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today we are looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement. We're actually starting the Psalms over, so we're going to read Psalm 1, only six verses. And then we've got Proverbs chapter 7, and then we're going to read chapter 1. We're going to do something different. Chapter 1 out of the Book of Wisdom, which is found in the Apocrypha. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole thing about the Apocrypha, because we've talked about it in countless hours on this show. Other than to say, these are books that were in the King James Bible from 1611 until about the years 1900 or so. And so, just spanning over 200 years before they were removed. And uh, just to verify, I got my King James Bible that I have on my shelf right now from the year 1850. It belonged to a church in New York. Uh, it's huge. Uh, it requires special care when opening it because you know, your pages are a couple hundred years old. So you know, you got to be real gentle with it. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, the care that were that went into these Bibles that were in churches 200 years ago is immaculate. Um, so much different than the mass production today. Uh, but I went in to verify, and uh, sure enough, right between the Old Testament and New Testament, it's all there, um, including this book, the Book of Wisdom. So we're going to be reading uh, from that. And uh, maybe a trend that we do for our wisdom and, and encouragement uh, for the next month or so, uh, kind of looking at some of these other books of wisdom that were originally in the Bible, or at least in the King James Bible when it was published in 1611, and didn't stop being put in the Bible until like early 1900s. So, with that disclaimer, let's have a look. Starting with Psalm 1, the, the first two psalms uh, I just find very powerful. Um, especially in light of, a, of the world we're living in now. A world where darkness continues to increase. Uh, the powers of wickedness continue to grow. These psalms remind us. That in spite of how grim it may look, God is ultimately in control. So open up your hearts. Let's see what the Word of God has to say to us this morning. Six verses to start from Psalm chapter 1. Let's begin. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his, bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, they are like the chaff 
the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's just examine this a little bit. First truth is blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Here's the reality. You are who you surround yourself with. This is just facts. And you can look at the studies. I mean, besides the fact that the Bible's telling you this, but you can just go look at studies. Uh, six people that are considered successful financially, as an example, they surround themselves with other people who are successful financially. Um, if you surround yourself with people who are fools, eventually you're going to have foolish behavior. If you surround yourself with good, godly men and women, that's the type of people you're spending time with, people who love God, who obey his you know, obey his law and his commands. You will become that type of person. If you surround yourself with the counsel of the ungodly, which means ungodly people are speaking into your life, it's not going to pan out. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall into sin. Blessed is the man who doesn't do that, who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Rather, this blessed man delights in the law of the Lord. By the way, this is not just an Old Testament concept. John says, the Apostle John, the one whom Jesus loved, as he refers to himself, He said that if we love God, we obey his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. We obey his commandments, his commandments are not grievous. What's the opposite of grievous? Delight. His commandments are not a burden to me, they are a delight to me. They are a lamp to me, a lamp to my feet. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He loves it so much. He loves the ways of God so much. It's on his mind all the time. He's meditating on it. He's thinking on it. It's joy to him. But with the ungodly, it's not so. They are like the chaff the wind driveth away. The ungodly will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord know the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's move on. Proverbs chapter 7. Wisdom to be had here. And then we'll read from the book of wisdom from the Apocrypha. Let's start with chapter 7, the book of Proverbs here. Verse 1, my son, keep my words 
and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live in my laws as the apple of thy eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the table of thy heart. Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. That they may keep thee from the strange woman and the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, and beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way to her house, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black of the dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and the subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me, this day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have checked my bed with covering of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. He is gone on a long journey. He hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips she forced him. Please note, before we finish, I think it's obvious. Solomon's writing these to his sons. He's saying, you need to keep my words. Listen closely to this, boys. Stay away from the strange woman. That's a deep ditch. That's a pit. That leads to hell. And now he's telling the story. He's warning them of how seduction works. Beware of this woman. She'll be dressed like a harlot. She'll have seducing temptations to lure you into the bed. She'll say, I've prepared all this. I've prepared all that. She's going to bat her eyes at you. She's going to use seduction. Don't worry, my husband's not here. He won't be back for a few days. Verse 21. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straight away as an ox going to the slaughter, whereas the fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thy heart decline to her ways. 
go not astray in her past, for she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. And I would just I would just add one note to our thoughts here before we move on to the Book of Wisdom. Obviously, this can go both ways. Uh, women can fall to seduction as well. Um, but men are more likely to fall for it. Men are more likely to lose their senses when it comes to the seduction of a beautiful woman. And... Solomon's warning his boys, warning his sons of the danger of where this leads. All right, let's go to the Apocrypha. We're going to look at chapter one, the book of wisdom. I've actually never read it, uh, so it'll be interesting for me as well. Um, so let's see what it has to say. Again, I'm not just pulling some strange book off the shelf. This was in your Bibles. It was in your King James Bible for at least 200 years. Let's have a look. The Book of Wisdom, Chapter 1. Love righteousness, ye that be judges of the earth. Think of the Lord with a good heart, and in simplicity of heart seek him. For he will be found of them that tempt him not, and showeth himself unto such as do not distrust him. For forward thoughts separate from God, and his power, when it is tired, reproveth the unwise. I try to remind everyone, please note here, that the word forward in the King James is talking about perverse, so it's saying here, perverse thoughts separate from God. Listen, this is, this is true. If you're sitting around and you're constantly pondering and you're constantly working up wicked imaginations in your mind, not only are you setting yourself up for temptation and failure, but you're separating yourself from God. Remember what we just read in the Psalms. Meditate on the law. Meditate on God's ways day and night. Don't meditate on these ridiculous fantasies, these wicked imaginations. They only serve to separate you from God. Verse 4, For into a malice soul wisdom shall not enter, nor dwell in the body that is subject unto sin. For the Holy Spirit of discipline will flee deceit and remove from thoughts that are without understanding will not abide when the unrighteousness cometh in. For wisdom is a loving spirit and will not acquite a blasphemer of his words. For God is witness of his reins and a true beholder of his heart and a hearer of his tongue. For the Spirit of the Lord filleth the world and that which containeth all things have knowledge of voice. Therefore he that speaketh unrighteous things cannot be hid, neither shall vengeance, when it punishes, pass by him. For inquisition shall be made unto the counsels of the ungodly, and the sound of his words shall come unto the Lord. 
for the manifestation of his wicked deeds. For the ear of jealousy heareth all things, and the noise of murmurings is not heard, or not hid, rather. Therefore, be aware of murmuring, which is unprofitable, and refrain your tongue from backbiting, for there is no word to secret that shall go for naught, and the mouth that believeth slayeth the soul. Belieth slayeth the soul. You can tell I haven't pre-read these. Um, murmuring, you know, the Bible's full of warnings about that. Uh, you go read the book of Exodus, and you go see what God has to say and what he thinks about the murmuring of the Israelites in the wilderness. God hears us when we're complaining. Seek not death in the air of your life and pull not upon yourselves destruction with the works of your hands. For God made not death, neither hath he pleasure in the destruction of the living. For he created all things that they might have their being, and the generations of the world were healthful, and there is no poison of destruction in them, nor the kingdom of death upon the earth. For the righteous is immortal, but the ungodly men, with their works and the words, called it to them. For when they thought to have their friend, they consumed to naught, and made a covenant with it, because they are worthy to take part with it. Well, there you go. That's the first chapter of the Book of Wisdom. Interesting, but you can kind of tell that it's uh, that the at least the the way it's written, you could tell it's not Solomon. Um, and it really doesn't say who it was written by. And I looked in my 1850. King James Bible, and it didn't give me any clues there either. But you can just tell the writing style is definitely different from Solomon, who wrote the Proverbs. But there you have it. There's some wisdom and some encouragement to start your week. I want to thank you guys for praying for me and my family. Believe me when I say I need it more than ever. The darker the world gets, the the more pushback people who are trying to preach the gospel receive, not just from society, but just in spiritual warfare in general. So your prayers are coveted, much needed, and of course your financial support. It's the only reason that this thing is still going. So thank you for that. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.